Hi, I'm Ellen, and my puppy won't poo. Hi, I'm Jasmine, and I really like hard, hard cheese. <laughs> and this is... High, High expectations. expectations! Today, we're going to be doing some questions and giving some advice that has been sent in to us. We're being joined by two guests. We are Whack Me Back Hamish to the show. Oh, fuck me. You may remember him from his brilliant story last week. <laughs> and returning guest after a, over a year is Georgia. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm back! Also, like how Hamish said, fuck me, because he was waving, and then he realised, oh no, I can see the waves. He's like, fuck me, but it just kind of sounds like he was like, hello, fuck me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Last time George was here in season one, episode 13, Relation Tips, she was talking about how she had recently broken up with her boyfriend and was going to be taking a year off of contact. So the first question of the episode is, how's that going? Yeah, it's going good. <laughs> <laughs> Still going. I haven't actually like gone out of my way to contact him in a year, but I have heard from him and seen him a few times. But, yeah, it's gone a bit quiet now. And the last time I saw him, I felt like he ignored me. But I'm not 100% sure if he did. So, <laughs> who knows? But, yeah. Did you just see him in the street? I saw, it's a really weird story. So, I was, like, at brunch with two other friends. And then we went to pay. And he was standing in front of us at the till. And I was like, I'm in your periphery vision. I have, like, bright red hair. I'm, like, I'm kind of hard to miss. Yeah. And I was like, cool. He's ignoring me. And then... Everyone I tell the story to was like, well, why didn't you say hi to him? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like he should have said hi to me, and it just got awkward. Yeah, <laughs> like, that happens sometimes. Yeah. You just kind of, like, double weird a bit. Yeah, you just, you just weirded out. So, that was the last time that I, yeah, saw him, and we could have had contact, but didn't. So, nice. Good clean break. <laughs> nice. Well done. So, our second question <laughs> comes from the Happily Ever Aftermath podcast. Who says, what do you do when you keep having the same fight with your spouse? Oh, that is a big one. Figure out why you keep having the same fight. Break up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe, maybe yeah. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Depending break on up. the situation. Oh, man. I feel like it depends how, yeah, how hated it's getting. Like, maybe it gets to the point where you need kind of a, a third person, like a counsellor. Mediator. To kind of talk you, yeah, mediator to kind of talk you through. But that's quite extreme, I guess. But I kind of feel like if you want to be in the long haul, you kind of have to be extreme. Yeah. Depends what the fight's about as well. It makes me think that maybe it's like an issue that is unresolved as well. Or somebody's, you know, how you can feel like you're having the same argument because every time you get pissed off, you remember the last time you were pissed off and you're still pissed off about that. So you bring that up. Yeah. And that's like, if you're not going to deal with past grievances, then it's always going to come up, I think. Yeah. I think that's... Um, oh, I have one rule, but I don't follow it very closely, unfortunately. And the rule is... If you've had a fight in the past, you have to leave in the past. Which is a great rule. And I think most people <laughs> like to think they follow that. But do they really? Mm. It's very, very hard to follow it. It yeah. can be very tempting just like throw that in their face a little bit. And I bit. Re- remember basically everything anyone said ever so i can be like but then you said this oh i had a situation recently where i told somebody something particularly cutting they said in the past 
And they said, well, that doesn't sound like me. And I was like, funny, because I can remember where you were, I can remember the way you <laughs> said it, I can remember, like, your tone. I don't know. Would I make that up? I mean, you cannot believe me if you want to, <laughs> but you said it. But, yeah, no, I remember everything people said ever, but, like, being an elephant doesn't really help you when you have fights. I'm not even really answering the question. But, yeah, nah, so that's the first step, kind of, like, forgive past past fights and just leave them in the past mm. and kind of move forward. But, yeah, it's it's like you were saying. If you're fighting it, over the same thing. What is the same thing, though? Is it, mm. like, I want to move to this place, and if you, you're fighting over and over again, like, I want to move to this place or make this huge life change... That's something that you're never going to resolve. Mm-hmm. So that is, yeah, that is something you're just going to have to either go one way or the other or go your separate ways. It really is going to have to be that extreme black and white. But if it's mm. kind of like, oh. Why do you never put the knives in the dishwasher the right way around? But like, what is that? Like, don't have a right way around then. Like, that person's just gonna have to get over it. If they don't like the way that person fills up the dishwasher, they can fill it up themselves. It reminds me of Dan Savage's story, where he said you basically just have to, yeah, accept your price of admission, right? And with his partner, it's he's really messy. He'll make a, a sandwich and he won't bother to put anything away. And he used to nag him and nag him and nag him to put everything away. And then he was like, you know what? It just makes both of our lives easier. It avoids fights if I put the stuff away. And I just, I've just had to accept. He's going to leave his stuff out. Yeah. And that that's a reality, right? I know that's kind of a silly little thing, but that would really irk you over time every single day. It does. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Wow. I don't know if I could compromise to that level. <laughs> <laughs> but you may have to, like, if you want to be long-term. Otherwise you just break yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Also, and that's yeah. a stupid reason to break up. I don't know, like, the way that he made sandwiches. All the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can sense the same fight come up again... And you know what the outcome's going to be. Maybe ask yourself, is it worth having the fight? Can you just, like, let it go and don't even, like, engage in it? Or even just park it for a little while, go for a walk. It's so hard to do, though. Especially if you're somebody like me and once I'm baited, I'm gone. Like, I'm, like, going off at them. My family fight, and that's how we work out our problems. Other people don't do that, I've realised as an adult. So, yeah, if there's a fight that's come up, I'm probably going to participate in said fight or debate or discussion rather than just leave it. And it's interesting when you look back on relationships, you can't even remember your fights. It must say everything. A fight's really that important. Like a relationship without fights isn't a relationship, really. No. But at the same time, in the moment, think of that like, oh, I remember past relationships, but I don't remember the fights we had. Maybe your fights aren't really mm. that important. I don't know. And that's the other thing. Like, are you fighting about minor things or are you fighting about the big things? Mm. And like, like I said, fighting about the big things mm, can't I, change. Sorry. I feel like it's like, I don't know, I just, as soon as that said, it's like it's money fights. Fights about money for some reason. I've never fought about money. Maybe that's because I'm a privileged bitch. <laughs> 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 but a lot of people do fight about money, yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Well, then... Give somebody a portion of their money to spend unwisely and then don't let them spend yours. I don't know. That's quite extreme as well. It's like, don't have a joint bank account. But I think that's kind of, a, I don't know. I think that's something we're going to leave in the past. Joint bank accounts, living together, having a nuclear family. Those those called huge mm. problems and huge tensions on relationships. I think that future relationships might not look like that, all of them. What do you think? Mm, I think that's Yeah. <laughs> People, but you're an adult. People should be able to spend the money the way they, they are. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next question? Next question comes from the Sipping Sisters podcast. 
Hello. Who are really relevant to us because we've been sipping wine. We've been sipping sisters. We've been wine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait for that reaction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We've got two questions. One's easy and one's a bit harder. Oh, great. As <laughs> hard as that last one? No, sorry, sorry. We'll start with the easy one. Okay. How do you make your own Jeff's? This one's a burning question. You go to jiffy.com, G-I-P-H-Y.com, put in there like the YouTube URL you want to get a GIF from, and it will like give you a slider, make the GIF. Oh, wow. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, and there's other websites that will do it for you. GIF Maker, just Google it. I'm Team GIF, eh? Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm definitely like, Team GIF. GIF just yeah. sounds like I'm talking about the product, cleaning mm. product. I, yeah. The creator I of the GIF slash, slash GIF says it's pronounced GIF. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. But he's an idiot, so. Also, I feel like language is <laughs> as people collectively use it. So, oh, it's one of those weird things, though, because so many people say GIF and so many people <clears throat> say GIF, but it's it's G- the more I commonly know. pronounced way of saying it, in my opinion, mm. is the way that you should say it, not the way the creator says it's yeah. said. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's beyond you, man. Yeah. It's lift your hands. That's like, <laughs> you don't have a say anymore. It's like sort of um, novels and books and stuff. It's like, you don't actually, the book doesn't necessarily have to mean what the author, what the author says. What the author wanted it to mean. Hmm. Exactly. You make a really great point, LM, but <laughs> <laughs> because the, but what you forget is that I am doing the editing of this podcast and <laughs> I say it's Joe. power. And I can make you agree with me that it's Jeff. Oh, you're evil, Jislin. Then there's the podcast pronouncing it Jislin. Have a good time editing that, Jislin. Jislin. I'm following for all that. Okay, Alan. <laughs> Why are we so horrible to each other? Just call me Cumpass. It's a sign of Oh, Stinky come over there. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that reference come from? The from? previous episode. You know, it's oh, right. Stinky <laughs> come. So I want a nickname now. Fuck <laughs> The next harder question. Yeah. How do you explain why representation of people of color, people with disabilities, and women in writers' rooms matters? When it's, quote, just TV to them, slash people who don't understand. I'm going to say it's, it's well added to that list. Re- representation of queer people. Oh, yeah. And other minorities. Because, Why does it matter? Because everyone watches TV and people like TV that represents them and they can see themselves in it and they can relate to it. So there's so many queer kids out there that are desperate to see accurate representations of their identity and I feel... Are yet to find that and it's just bullshit because like art should be a lens onto the world it shouldn't just be like a manipulation of what you want to see out of the world because you're in a position of power mm. and i feel like main characters are often white they're often male they're often straight because that's what the creators of the shows are and see themselves as and are putting themselves in positions of so we need more women directors more women writers we need more queer Creators, we need more women of colour, people of colour. Fuck. That's why. Is it enough? I'm mad. 
I've also had a few wines. But yeah, no, yeah. that's why. So that's right. When you're a kid, you want someone to relate to. Yeah, and it should be a reflection of the world as you understand it. And you want to see on TV something that relates to you and makes you feel less alienated and less weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how little black girls want little black dolls because you want something that you feel relates to you and so many dolls are white. It's bullshit. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids, especially if you're speaking about the next generation, they also look at the stereotypes that are on TV and make assumptions about people. So if they're not being exposed to a variety of people, then their assumptions are often twisted by negative portrayals of those people in other forms of media as well mm. so you've got to have your positive people of all different yeah and even brand sense as well there should be fat people on tv why is everyone on tv beautiful and slim how many people in life yeah. are conventionally attractive are white are straight and are slim yeah. With white as teeth. And With no, white as yeah. fuck teeth and symmetrical faces. Yes. Never have Especially in like mm. reality TV. They're all hired to fit a certain mm. look as well. And it's, that's reality TV. Like how fucked up is yeah. that? And when they do show more diversity on TV, it really works. I think, but you know, sometimes it's a failed experiment like Glee. But the reason why Glee was so popular was because they tr- were trying way too hard to show as many different representations as they could. And that really took off at the time, because that's yeah. what people want to see these days. Yeah, and you don't get many characters that are underrepresented group that never gets pointed out that they are that person. Like if someone's like a big, you know, quote fat character, often in the dialogue that gets mentioned that you're fat or there's yeah. fat jokes. Yeah, never just a person that no one ever says anything about. And that would never happen in real life. Like you wouldn't be like, oh, that person's fat because one person's fat is another person's slim and that's a rude thing to say like socially mm. and western culture at yeah. least so even just like people on tv shows often living well beyond their means <laughs> why is everyone on a tv show it's just so rich even in girls right. like they're like oh i'm so poor my parents count me off but their apartments are like huge apartments incredible friends. yeah like, but they do mention in those shows that they and friends they inherited the apartment from their aunts mm. That's why, like, shows like Roseanne and Royal Family were, like, quite relatable because they were just, like, not rich families. They were various shapes and sizes, and sometimes they struggled. All right, we'll go to the next question. Yeah. This comes from the Indoors Woman podcast. How would you describe the relationship between New Zealand and Australia? Does the friendly feud even exist, or is it played up in the media? It's a sports thing. Um, we don't really talk to them. They can't sit with us. Apparently, it's one-sided. Like, New Zealand thinks there's a rivalry with Australia. But Australians just don't care about us. Don't really give a fuck. Yeah. And this is, like, a, a thing where it's, like, yes, but look, a bit jokey, but funny. We like to tease each other about stealing our culture and... Pavlova. Yeah, I don't think they'd give a fuck about that. And there's, like, sporting rivalries that get quite <laughs> emotional. <laughs> Sport, sport the, fans um, have massive rivalries. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The most famous um, incident, which has really forever scarred the sporting world between Australia and New Zealand, <laughs> the 1981 underarm bowling incident. How do you know the year? It's very famous. It's been my entire life hearing about this thing. <laughs> In 1981, there was a cricket game between New Zealand and Australia. 
And New Zealand needed six points. Six runs, thank you. It is six <laughs> runs, but for our majority American audience now, six points on one more bowl slash. Hold on. Yeah. Is this about cricket? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. What? I've <laughs> seen it before. <laughs> oh, did she? Yeah. yeah. I was like underarm bowls. Like, oh, it sounds like cricket. So a bowl, is, a bowl is like a. <laughs> A bowl is similar to a baseball pitch in that, you know, you check this ball. So, usually in cricket, you bowl a ball by an overarm. Straight arm. A straight arm kind of a throw pitch thing. (laughs) For this last ball, so that New Zealand couldn't get the six runs, Australia bowled it underarm and rolled it along the ground. Wangers. Which was... This unseen before in in this kind of sport and was just seen as the pinnacle of unsportsmanship and was just like protested so much and we can't stop bringing it up because it was so offensive to us. That sounds ridiculous. And even people who don't know about sport know that there was a horrible underarm bowling incident. I didn't know that. Except for Ellen. (laughs) 81. Like, oh, okay, so I'm meant to know that, like, up with, like, the Springboks tour yeah. and, like, the Rainbow Warrior and Trudy of Waitangi, the underarm bowling incident. As we mentioned in the last mailbox, there's a bit of a rivalry with Australia about whether things like Crowded House are a New Zealand band or Obviously Australian New band. Zealand band. Obviously New Zealand band. Two-thirds New Zealanders. Splitians. New Zealand band. Crowded House is, like... More recently, they've tried to claim Partly Lord. part of Splitty. They tried to claim Lord. They tried to claim Lord of the Rings as being... Well, that's bullshit. As being their actors. Yeah, but there's a lot of Kiwi actors in there, too. Because the person who plays, like, Galadriel or something. Oh, oh. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. She's Australian. Yeah. Yeah, she is Australian. Yeah, she's New Zealand now. Um, <laughs> and there's a dessert, which is made of kind of whipped up egg whites and sugar. Could pavlova and cream. It's the best thing ever. It's really nice, but... Both countries claim that we invented it. Definitely New Zealand. Russell Crowe, however, definitely Australian. They can have him. They can have Russell (laughs) Crowe. There's no dispute about Mel Gibson, but you can also have Mel Gibson too, because that guy is an anti-Semite. Also, Jaslyn, I disagree with you about the whole, like, oh, Australians don't really give a fuck. They probably don't, but also my sister lives in Australia and she gets teased mercilessly about it. They tease her for her accent. They're like, I'll say socks. And they... <laughs> <laughs> all the time. And they call us sheep shaggers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in the North Island, we say that about the South Island, but it's a friendly rivalry. It's not mm-hmm. as cool when we do it. It's yeah. not cool when Australia does it. Uh, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> what you find about Australia is that they don't care about New Zealand in, as a country. They think... You get, they were like, oh, do you guys want to be part of Australia? Yeah. No! Yeah, you get no New Zealand news over there because they just don't care that much. It's like Auckland and the rest of New Zealand. Where it gets a bit more serious is when Australians come to New Zealand, they can come freely to live. We give them pretty much full rights. They can vote. After it's certain, got the benefits. They got benefits. They get all this like, government support. Probably free healthcare, right? Yeah. They get treated as being pretty much normal citizens. When New Zealanders go to Australia, they become third-class citizens. We give fucking shit. Oh, fucking shit. They get no access to benefits. They get no access to various types of insurance. They get no disaster relief. They can't vote. 
No healthcare. No okay. healthcare. Well, if you if you go through like a major incident, even the ambulances cost over there. So yeah. Costs you up the wazoo, and also okay. like all of your <laughs> all of your <laughs> savings would be in New Zealand dollars, and they're dollars stronger than ours, so mm. we're fucked from the get yeah. We get treated worse compared to other types of immigrants from other parts of the world. Just because we're from New Zealand, we actually get treated worse. I don't know. Is that true, or is it, it is because true. Australians have strict immigration policies? No, other immigrants get more rights in Australia than New Zealanders. Mm, we are third-class okay. citizens. Okay. That's true. And, we, and we, we can't get citizenship either. I mean, why does everyone want to go and have their, like, GC experience? Because, like, minimum wage is 20 nice bucks yeah. an hour. Minimum mm, wage yeah. is 20 bucks an they got, hour they got, good, they got good wages, but you get no benefits, and you get no job security. And but it's my nice speeches. Well, it's really hot too. And it's hot. It's pretty hot. And there's lots of sharks and snakes and shit. Oh, there's lots of scary things that will yeah, kill you. Yeah, everything's trying to kill you. There's yeah. not much to appear in New Zealand. So come here. Yeah. New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand is so much more chill. Hannah from the Film Roast podcast asks, who is a woman from history you admire and why? Not Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> who do we not admire my first thought is jane austen because Fuck yes because she got super famous long term and not with a pseudonym as a man yeah yeah still so famous and still yeah. so adapted and still so relevant in a way yeah still relates to people still gives them the feels yeah <laughs> you know hashtag gives them the feels <laughs> <laughs> hamish Asks. <laughs> Hamish, what do you ask? What are some of the difficulties you go through as a gluten intolerant? That's me. So first off, everyone assumes I have an allergy, which I don't. So if I feel like eating gluten, I can eat gluten. Don't judge me. Never judge you. <laughs> like the first episode of the podcast. I don't know, like, I feel like I have a lot of internalized issues as well. I'm like, I don't know if I should eat gluten, if I shouldn't eat gluten. I don't know if it's bad for me, I don't know if it's good for me, and I get these complexes all the time. And sometimes it's just, I've been gluten-free for the most part for over a decade, and sometimes it's just easier to just stick with what you know. And I don't, I don't know, it's just that confused kind of dietary requirement thing. And I've met other gluten intolerants who have just done a full gluten diet. It's rough. Also, like, getting gluten-free options is still a struggle. People don't tend to take it seriously sometimes, though. That's the biggest thing. Mm. Like, that time we were in Burger Fuel, mm, yeah. and I said to that girl, like, can I get a gluten-free burger, please, and some chips? And because the chips weren't gluten-free, she assumed that I just wanted a gluten-free bun, but nothing inside my burger to be gluten-free, and she put onion rings in there. And so I ate it, and then realised at the end there was onion rings, and I also have IBS, so that was fun. Fuck you. And then when I went and complained about it, and she just said, oh, well, I thought it was a preference thing. You should have said it was an allergy. Yeah. And it's not a fucking allergy. It's an intolerance. It's like lactose intolerance. Yeah. And you blamed it on you. And... Yeah. Oh, and other people say that it's all in my head. And it's like, well, yes and no. <clears throat> Isn't everything in your head? <laughs> no. My feet aren't in my head. <laughs> Do you really have yeah. feet, though? Or do you just imagine that you have feet? Are we all in the Matrix? Like, these are the questions I want to ask them at home. It's like, Ellen, are you really gluten intolerant? Well, hey, friend, are you really here? The question is, <laughs> related to the very first episode of High Expectations, right at the very end, we talked about doing another segment, which we didn't, until 
recently have never done before. <laughs> so my next question for you, Alan, yeah. is what does a Big Mac taste like? Oh my god, it's fucking incredible! <laughs> oh my god! What was, what was I like last night when I was eating that Big Mac? It, I'm sorry for my... I don't know what say, but it honestly sounded like you were orgasming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It was delicious. There's some really good sauce and, and it's really soft. Yeah. Like, man, it's so processed and soft. And I bet everyone's going to like go get a Big Mac right now. And I was like, I could try to recreate this, but it just wouldn't be the same. Like, it would be kind of like salty and wholesome and not like kind of melted in your mouth like there's something about mcdonald's mm. burgers that's just kind of like candy floss in a way mm. i remember saying um talking to a girl once and she said was talking about how they had those those when the angus burgers first came out we we're just like what like it, it tastes like a good burger it's like but that's not why you go to mcdonald's you go to mcdonald's for a shit good burger yeah 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 like, you know what I mean by candy floss, though? Like, when you put candy floss in your tongue and it melts and it's like it, it never was really mm. there. Mm. McDonald's food is like, it was never in your mouth. It, mm. it never happened. Because you want more, because you don't fill up. No. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Like you said, it's not real, it's not wholesome, it's not... Even the lettuce else. is bad for you. <laughs> is it? No. Probably. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> it's got right. butter on the it. The Sauce. Oh yeah, my gosh! And the layering, how it's got like the bun inside as well. So we've recently been to another burger location that does like a Big Mac imitation. Yeah. How does that compare? I was really drunk, so I just kind of felt like the Big Mac was better, and I actually said at the time this is better than Burger Fuel, which was like a kind of more upmarket oh, wow. burger chain. Ellen, you love Burger Fuel. What? I know. Not better than Grill Meat's better. No, fuck no. Grill Meat's best the best. Also not better than your burgers. Oh, thank you. So did you feel bad afterwards? I haven't felt bad. Good. So I don't really know. But I've actually felt terrible in general, so it's hard to say because right. I've been eating my feelings. <laughs> okay. And we also had Malaysian the other day and I felt gross after that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that oh. Malaysian's gross, but that one place that we went wow. to was a bit too rich maybe or something and my tummy didn't like it. Pretty rich. This is great for the like, diehard fans who've been waiting for since episode one. <laughs> find out part two of a gluten intolerant I was really drunk we went into McDonald's I don't think I was really drunk actually I don't have an excuse I was drunk enough and we went into McDonald's and I was like you know what I just want a Big Mac I just want to try what they're like because I haven't I remember the very first Big Mac I ever had and I was like I'm an adult now because it was too big a burger to have before then I was like 10 and I was like I'm an adult now and I was like this is incredible and I can remember the first bites I had Mm. And I can't remember any of my Big Macs in between then and now. I find that Big Macs are nicer in your head when you're like, I want to have a Big Mac. It's going to taste amazing. And it's nice, but it doesn't quite live up to the hype. True. But also, when you're drunk, McDonald's is incredible. Like, so much more incredible than it is when you're sober. I find That's that true. food is incredible. Yeah. In general, when you're drunk, especially toast. Toast tastes amazing. Oh. All right, the final question. This comes from Ellen. I believe she's sitting right in front of me. <laughs> Ellen? I asked yeah. that question like I can't even remember this. She asks, would you rather <laughs> always be the perfect temperature or always have the dishes magically done? I've already answered this question, but the perfect temperature would be amazing. 
My, so what was yours? My initial response was the dishes. <laughs> I didn't really understand the um, dynamics of being the pivot temperature. Yeah, can you explain that to me? Like, what do you mean by My that? thoughts was... You never get cold, yo. You never get cold feet in bed. You're always snuggly. You always feel like... You know that amazing feeling when you're just, like, in bed and you're, like, the perfect amount of warm and you feel snuggly? That's how you feel all the time. But do you want to be snuggly all the time? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 it might make you lethargic. I don't know. But, like, I just kind of, when I initially thought of it, I was like, oh, you will never get too hot, you never get too cold, you'd always be, like, warm. I, I just thought, mm. like, you just, you just don't feel it. You don't feel it. You don't feel heat and you don't feel cold. Yeah, so my thought was, see, I would never enjoy a heater or a nice warm fire mm. or a nice Yeah, that's true. Normal. I don't also, think though, you, wouldn't have, you would never be able to feel snuggly again. I just thought that, like, life would be... But you wouldn't get that feeling when you live in a cold, mouldy flat and you get in your bed and it feels kind of wet and freezing in the middle of winter. You wouldn't have to deal with that anymore. It sounds like I'm the only person that deals with that still. I've never experienced that. It's it's that sort of thing where you throw your clothes on the ground and when you get into bed and when you go, it's okay, I'm going to wear the same t-shirt because I'm disgusting. And you put it on and it's like, this wasn't damp last night, so why is it damp now? Oh, you need oh, to get a better flats, yo. Yeah, I do. Well, what flat was that? Was that the last one or all of them? The majority of them. <laughs> Even the one on um, Moxham. You need to get the sunny room. Well, Moxham was in, in mostly um, summer and autumn, so I didn't really feel the cold air. That's true. And no, I don't want a sunny room because I hate heat and sun. I prefer cold over... I prefer winter over summer. Oh, right then. You're just crazy. Everyone goes, why don't I sit outside in the sun when I'm having a smoke and I go because I hate the light. <laughs> That's right. Like, we have a perfectly nice patio here that you refuse to come oh, to I'd rather sit. I'd rather stand under the archway of the door than go outside. I hate heat well, so much. I don't know. I, I think I'm with you with the dishes yeah. being done magically would be very nice. Especially, like, you, Imagine having a dinner party and then you didn't have to clean up afterwards, Ellen. Amazing. Imagine how many dinner parties you would have. She's hot at the moment. Was that? No. <laughs> I'm not cleaning. <laughs> cleaning is quite. I mean, I don't always feel this way, but it's quite meditative for me, and like makes me feel better about the world for a short time. I'm very much into cleaning. Like, I like yeah. having things be clean. If I had that kind of like major cleaning routine thing taken away, I don't know. Like, I'd have more time, and having more time is so valuable. But it's a time I can listen to podcasts, I can listen to music. Like, sometimes when I do the dishes, I, like, have full-on dance parties. I can make the dishes a great time for me. It's true, me too, actually. And it's a good time to have a chat as well with your flatmate. Or your... Oh, sorry. I mean, I usually just chat to myself majority of the time. I always talk on the phone and do dishes, like... Nah, and, like, I hate, I hate having cold feet in bed. I just hate when you feel, yeah, like, icy. But wearing socks in bed is disgusting, you know? Just like, there's that thing where everyone's like, ooh, you wear socks in bed. And you have to wear socks in bed when they're icy cold. Otherwise, they just won't be icy. And then you're in bed with somebody else and they won't let you warm your feet up on them. And it's just no. awful. I agree that, like, normal clothing <laughs> socks, are, I don't like wearing them in bed. But, like, specific designs for bed socks <laughs> what are bed socks? really co- yeah. cozy. But then you get too hot in the night and I gotta take the socks off. And see, I just have a problem with temperature in general. And in my office, it is insane. Same. Like, half the people want it to be warm, and I dig that, but then it can get super hot, 
or in the other half, the people want to have it a few degrees below freezing. So in my office, I am sometimes wearing my jacket inside, just when I take calls. And everyone's like, oh, you're going home. And I'm like, no, you just all like it a few degrees below freezing in here. <laughs> and I actually said, oh, God, it's so cold in here. I have to wear my jacket. Can we turn it up? And my coworker was like, shut up. It's not going to happen. So <laughs> from that day forward, I was like, I have to deal with this. If I was the perfect temperature all the time. I wouldn't have to worry about it. It's true. All right. It's a good would you rather, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's all the questions we have time for. Jasmine makes me do a song about listener mail. Sometimes I don't know what to say. We get mail from our listeners. And everything's going to be okay. God, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> got a nice note from Kate from the Knickers Untwisted podcast which is a British podcast makes sense where they, they get their rant on and it's awesome sounds like it's not pants she says after listening to your Radiohead episode I one realized I was just a baby Radiohead fan and two really wished I knew what real music fandom meant brackets I and my boyfriend learned so much to listen to you while house painting in brackets. <laughs> and three, really need to listen to the real version of talk show host. Job well done. Also wanted to say my fave Radiohead song is the live version of Fake Plastic Trees from the Clueless soundtrack. So I did feel very cool when you mentioned it. Nice. nice. Thanks, Kate. Yay. Okay, so this next one's from Mariah Abix of 600 Second Saga, which is a podcast in which she reads out short fiction works about, I think they're all sci-fi related. Sci-fi fantasy, yeah. Sci-fi fantasy. High expectations and fictional females are the only thing making waiting for the bus in the rain bearable. Aww. <laughs> Indoors Women, another podcast with two women who often talk about pop culture and sci-fi. Thank you for sharing such an open and honest conversation. And then for the pterodactyl noises. That's about the breakups episode. <laughs> <laughs> My poor pterodactyl noises. I was like, it was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, what does a pterodactyl sound like? And Angela P, friend of the show, also about the breakups episode, love the honesty about how it is unhealthy to cyber creep on your ex. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Angela. Oh, this one from Lena. She says... Ellen, love, you're going to be okay. Kiss, kiss. Ellen and Jaslyn, you two are like Bette Midler and Betty White in the youth. Plenty of spunk and hilarious sass. <laughs> Thanks for the show tonight, ladies. Aww. Thanks, Lena. Peter from Podstalgic Podcast says about the breakups episode, such an emotional episode. Thank you. Very sweet moment when you two hugged. Mm, thanks for listening, oh, Peter. Thanks, Peter. And we've got an iTunes review. So this is from Mandalay, which I'm guessing is Amanda from Culture Pop Go Go and Amanda's Picture Show. Yeah. Uh, Go Go. Formerly known as the Oscars are my Super Bowl. I do listen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> High Expectations is one of my favourite podcasts to binge on. Oh, yay. There's nothing nicer than spending a few hours listening to the conversations of Jaslyn and Ellen about pop culture, relationships, and more. 
Make sure you don't miss out on all the fun and thought-provoking conversations. Do yourself a favour and subscribe. Oh, you're so nice! And subscribe to Amanda too! As I said before, not on the show, but in the review of her episode, of her podcast, she is one of the hardest working podcasters and like film podcasts I know. She puts out like three episodes a week. Yeah. Amazing. And she's so supportive of us as well. Yeah, she's a great person. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> thanks, Amanda. So thanks for joining us. Leave us a review on iTunes. It'd be really great. And send us an email. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Erin, Megan, and Kristen from Damn Girl. Thanks so much for listening. If you fuck with this episode, tell a friend, or maybe just your mom if you're us. Or a dog if you're Kristen. Hey. And if you uh, like it, have comments or questions, send an email to highexpectations at gmail.com. Or you can find them on Facebook or Insta at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High X Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast, Polly Pockets, Podcast Addict, or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. I'm just kidding, Polly Pockets isn't real, but all the other ones are. Damn, Damn girl. girl. Hi, I'm Jasmine, and I just got concussed. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alan, and I'm nice to get back to health by doing nothing. Why do we drink more cores? <laughs> oh, did you bring more booze? Yeah. Oh, booze. Okay. <laughs>